for that song. Believe it. It's already done. It's been completed. Jesus said it's finished. When he died on the cross, it's already done. Thank God for that inspirational song. Thank God for believing in his word because we have to stand on his word and believe and know that it is already done. In Jesus' name, it is already done. Thank God for this Sunday. Thank God for Words Over Deliverance Christian Center. My name is A.D. Jackson. And you can listen to me on Breaker Podcast, Google Podcast, Pocket Cast, RadioPublic.com. And also, last but not least, you can listen to me on Spotify. Spotify Podcast. And we thank God for having opportunities and platforms that we can use to get out his word. In the, in the midst of a pandemic, the word is still being spread abroad. And we thank God for that. Now last week I spoke about uh, witchcraft. And I mentioned the word maligan. And the word is actually malign, M-A-L-I-G-N. To speak harmful untruths about, speak evil of, slander, defame, and evil beings who were without power against a Christian. So that is the malign spirit, not maligan. Uh, I got the information right, but I had the wrong spelling of the name. But it's malign. It is a malign, malign spirit. Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you for another Sunday. We thank you for your word. We thank you for that song. It's already done. And we must believe it and stand on your word because it is already done. Thank God. We magnify you. We thank you for revelation knowledge. And we ask that this word go forth forth and bless your people that they may get an understanding and knowing within themselves whatever they're going through with in situations or in their body God is already done and we thank you and today's message is going to be talking about uh, a lot of situations body conditions or sicknesses and disease unwanted situations in your life and Jesus will be the one to repair the damage and I would like to start off by reading in the book of Isaiah 53 5-12 but I want to read 1-12 through 12. but 5-12 through 12 is the lesson text and it reads Isaiah 53 and 1 thank God for his word thank God for being in his midst in spite of because God is real 
and he was real in my life. Jacob wrestled with the man until the break of day. And the man asked him, what was his name? And Jacob said, my name is Jacob. And the man said, your name is no longer Jacob, but your name is Israel. And that's the exact moment when God became real in his life. And Jacob's name is Israel because God is real. And Jacob begat the 12 tribes of Israel, which is the 12 tribes of Jacob, but he changed his name to Israel, so it's the 12 tribes of Israel. Thank God for Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob for keeping the covenant for us. And God blessed us down to all generations that cannot be numbered. In other words, we all are blessed. And thank God for us being a part of Israel, being a part of his covenant. Isaiah 53, starting at the first verse, but the key text is 5 through 12, and it reads in the King James Version, who have believed our report, and to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? These are questions. For he shall grow up before him as a tender plant, and as a root out of a dry ground. He have no form nor comeliness. And when we shall see him, there is no beauty that we should desire him. He is despised and rejected of men, a man of sorrows, and acquainted with grief. And we hid as it were our faces from him. He was despised, and we esteemed him not. Surely hath borne our griefs, and carried our sorrows, yet we did, did esteem him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. Now here is the key verses of who I'm not talking about, which is Jesus Christ, the anointed one, and his anointing. The fifth verse in the King James Version, but he was wounded for our transgressions, he was bruised for our iniquities, the chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we are healed. All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way. We're doing our own thing. And the Lord have laid on him the iniquity of us all. He was oppressed and he was afflicted, yet he opened not his mouth. He is brought as a lamb to the slaughter and as a sheep before her shearer is dumb. So he opened not his mouth. He was taken from prison and from judgment and who and who shall declare his generation. Another question. For he was cut off out of the land of the living. For the transgression of my people was he stricken. And he made his grave with the wicked. And with the rich he is deaf. Because he had done no violence, neither was any deceit in his mouth. 
yet it pleased the Lord to bruise him. Yet it pleased the Lord to bruise him. Now, I'm going to stop at the 10th verse right now. Back in the Old Testament, when they used to sacrifice to God a lamb, which represented you being uh, delivered from your sins or mishaps or shortcomings, and you make a sacrifice to God. You set up an altar and you sacrifice the lamb, which is the blood of the lamb. The 10th verse says, Yet it pleased the Lord to bruise him. He had put him to grief. For thou shalt make his soul an offering for sin. He shall see his seed. He shall prolong his days. And the pleasure of the Lord shall prosper in his land. He shall see of the travail of his soul and shall be satisfied. By his knowledge shall my righteous servant justify many. 11th verse. He shall see of the travail of his soul and shall be satisfied. By his knowledge, by the word of God, shall my righteous servant justify many. For he shall bear their iniquities. Therefore, will I divide him a portion with great, with the great, and he shall divide the spoil with the strong, because he had poured out his soul unto death, and he was numbered with the transgressors, and he bared the sin of many, and made intercession for the transgressors. Thank God for giving Jesus to us as a sacrifice for our sins. And in the Amplified, it says, who has believed confidently, trust and relied on and adhered to our message of salvation. Somebody said salvation is through Christ. And to whom, if not us, has the arm and infinite power of the Lord been revealed. The power of the Lord has been revealed. For he, the servant of God, grew up before him like a tender shoot plant. And like a root out of the dry ground, he has no stately form or majestic splendor. That's a good way of saying that he was not a sight to see that we would look at him nor handsome appearance that we would be attracted to him he was despised and rejected by men a man of sorrows and pain and acquainted with grief and like one from whom men hide their faces he was despised and we did not appreciate him appreciate his worth or esteem him. But, there is a but. In fact, he has borne our grief, griefs, and he has carried our sorrows and pains. Yet we ignorantly assume that he was stricken, struck down by God, and degraded 
and humiliated by him. But, there's another but, he was wounded for our transgressions. He was crushed, crushed for our wickedness, our sin, our injustice, our wrongdoing. The punishment required for our well-being fell on him. And by his stripes, wounds, we are healed. All of us, like sheep, have gone astray. We have turned each one to his own way. But the Lord has caused the wickedness of us all, our sin, our injustice, our wrongdoing, to fall on him instead of us. Can I read that sixth verse again? The latter part of that sixth verse. But the Lord has caused the wickedness of us all, our sin, our injustice, our wrongdoing to fall on him instead of us. Seventh verse, he was oppressed and he was afflicted, yet he did not open his mouth to, become, to complain or defend himself like a lamb that is led to the slaughter and like a sheep that is silent before her shears. So he did not open his mouth. After oppressing and judgment, he was taken away. And as for his generation, his contemporaries, who among them concerned himself with the fact that he was cut off from the land of the living by his death, for the transgression of my people to whom the stroke of death was due. He grave, his grave was assigned with the wicked, but he was with a rich man in his death, because he had done no violence. Nor was there any deceit in his mouth, yet the Lord was willing to crush him, causing him to suffer. If he would give himself as a guilt offering and atonement for sin, he shall see his spiritual offspring. He shall prolong his days, and the will, good pleasure of the Lord, shall succeed and prosper in his land. As a result of the anguish of his soul, he shall see it and be satisfied by his knowledge of what he has accomplished. The righteous one, my servant, shall justify the many making them righteous. See, it's not about our righteousness because our righteousness is as of dirty rags. But my servant shall justify the many, making them righteous upward before God and right standing with him because we are living under the righteousness of Jesus. Jesus died for us in order for us to be righteous. Because he died for our sins, making them righteous, upright before God, and right standing with him. We are right standing. For he shall bear the responsibility for their sins. Therefore, I will divide and give him a portion with the great kings and rulers. He, will, he shall divide the spoils with the mighty, 
because he willingly poured out his life to death. Now, would you die for someone? Or are you able to die for someone? And was counted among the transgressors, yet he himself bore and took away the sin of many and interceded with the Father for the transgressors. Thank God, thank God, thank God. And if you read John 3, 16, the most popular passage in the Bible, when it says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. And now today's text is, Jesus has already repaired the damage. Jesus has already repaired the damage. Everything that we're going through with, Jesus had already suffered and died on the cross for it. Whether it's unwanted situations, sicknesses, and disease, Jesus has already repaired the damage. All we need to do is have faith in God. Stand on his word because Isaiah 53, 5 and 12 says he was bruised, but he was wounded for our transgression. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. Now, our peace was upon him. The chastisement. So if we want peace, we can go to the word of God because Jesus has already repaired the damage. You have mental disorders. Jesus has already repaired the damage. In other words, it's already written. And when Jesus, before he died on the cross, he said, let this cup pass. But nevertheless, thy will be done. And when he said it is finished, he gave up the ghost. In other words, he died, took care of his business because he was brought to this earth for that particular purpose. And Isaiah, the prophet, prophesied about the coming Christ, about the sacrificial lamb of God. So what I'm saying is that Jesus has already repaired the damage. He's already repaired the damage. Thank God that he repaired the damage for me and he can repair the damage for you because it's already been repaired when he died on the cross. Repair is to restore to a good or sound condition after decay or damage. Listen. Repair. To restore good or sound condition after decay. Listen, after decay. After decay. After the doctor said you, you have six weeks to live. After the decay. The decay is that you have six weeks to live and the damage has been done and there's nothing that the doctor can do. But repair means to restore to a good or sound condition after decay or damage. 
and the damages, injured, injury or harm that reduces value or usefulness to cause damage, to injure, to injure or harm, reduce the value or usefulness of broken spirit. And Jesus said that if you have a broken spirit or a contract heart, he is there to repair it. So Jesus has already repaired the damage. You are bought with a price. First Corinthians, the sixth chapter, the reason why we was bought with a price because Jesus died on the cross for our sins and it's going to cost us to get into that purpose of doing the same thing, not sacrificing our lives or our bodies for sin, but sacrificing our lives for the gospel. In other words, to win souls. And 1 Corinthians says, 6th chapter, 15 through the 20th verse, Know ye not that your bodies are the members of Christ? Shall I then take the members of Christ and make them the members of an harlot? God forbid. What? Know ye not that, the, that he which is joined to an harlot is one body? Now, we want to talk about ungodly soul ties. Now, listen what Paul is saying to the Corinthians about a harlot. God forbid. What? Know ye not that he which is joined, joined to an harlot is one body. That is a soul tie. But this is an ungodly soul tie. If you join with your wife, you are one body. But if you were a harlot, that's an ungodly soul tie. For two, said he, shall be my flesh. Ungodly soul tie. But he that is joined unto the Lord is one spirit. And that's a godly soul tie. Flee fornication. Every sin that a man doeth is without the body. But he that committed fornication sin against him is his own body. What? Know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you, which ye have of God, and ye are not your own, because why? You were bought with a price. For ye are bought with a price. Therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. And your spirit doesn't even belong to you. If you go to Ezekiel, when Ezekiel prophesied, saying that all souls are mine, and the soul that sinners should die. So, when you, when people say that you have sold your soul to the devil, you can't sell nothing that you don't own. The twentieth verse stipulates that for ye are bought with a price. Therefore, glorify God in your body and in your spirit which are God's. So how can you sell something that's not yours? How can you sell your soul to the devil and, and your soul doesn't even belong to you? You can sell your life to the devil. You can sacrifice your life to the devil and do things that are evil for him, but you are not the boss or the owner of your soul and spirit. Ezekiel stipulated that 
And Paul is saying the same thing. Your spirit, which are God's, for ye are bought with a price. Therefore, glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. So, what is Paul saying? You don't even own your spirit. Here's the thing. You were sent to this earth by God in spirit form. And then the husband went in on to the wife. And that spirit joined forces with that conception. And it became a living soul. Not like Adam, but it became a living soul after the intercourse. Amen. I hope that's not too deep for you. Luke, the fourth chapter, 16 verse, and the 18th verse, but I'm going to read 1 Corinthians and the Amplified. Just got to run right through it. Thank God for his word. Thank God for revelation knowledge. Thank God for him dying on the cross for us, for our sins. 1 Corinthians. Sixth chapter, starting at the 15th verse. Do you not know that your bodies are members of Christ? It's a question. Am I therefore to take the members of Christ and make them part of a prostitute? Certainly not. Do you not know that the one who joins himself to a prostitute is one body with her? For he says, the two shall be one flesh. But the one is united and joined to the Lord as one spirit with, with him. Run away from sexual immortality and immoralities in any form. Immoralities in any form, whether the thought or behavior, whether visual or written. Every, every other sin that a man commits is outside the body, but the one who is sexually immoral sins against his own body. Now, here's the thing. Back in the Old Testament, when you went in onto a woman, you considered being married to that woman after the intercourse. That was the marriage. But nowadays, it's called fornication. Because Jesus died on the cross. It's fornication and adultery. And then it creates ungodly soul ties. It makes you one with that particular person that you slept with. And the more that you sleep with that person, the more your spirit becomes one with that person. And if it's ungodly, then it's an ungodly soul tie. But if it's husband and wife, then you are one, and God's going to bless that union. So, if you commit every other sin that a man commits is outside the body, but the one who is sexually immoral sins against his own body. 
Do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit who is within you, whom you have received as a gift from God, and that you are not your own property? You were bought with a price. You were actually purchased with the precious blood of Jesus and made his own. So then, honor and glorify God with your body. Honor and glorify God with your body. Now, yes, we're going to be tempted because uh, sexuality, if I'm getting too deep, it's, it's a good thing to be connected with someone, but it can be an ungodly connection as well. So if you're bought with a price and you're married and you're connected with your mate, then you have a godly soul tie. The Bible says marriage is honorable in all. And the bed is undefiled. And he will be the judge of that. Luke, the fourth chapter, 16th verse through the 18th verse. And he came to Nazareth where he had been brought up and as his custom was, he went into the synagogue of the Sabbath day and stood up for to read. And there was delivered unto him the book of the prophet Isaiah. And when he had opened the book, he found the place where it was written. Now listen, this is the word of God that's speaking the word of God in real time. The word of God is speaking the word of God in real time because the word of God was wrapped up in flesh in order to atone us from our sin. So listen to the word of God speaking the word of God in real time. And the, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he have anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He have sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives and recovering sight to the blind, to set at liberty, at liberty them that are bruised. Now this is the word of God speaking the word of God in prophecy and in real time. I am that prophecy that Isaiah was talking about. And I'm standing before you to confirm that I am the anointed one and I have the anointing. Amen. Luke 4, 16th chapter and the 18th verse. 16, Luke 4, 16 through 18. Sorry. Luke, the fourth chapter, starting at the 16th verse through the 18th verse. And that's what I read in the King James Version. And we're going to read in the Amplified. So he came to Nazareth where he had been brought up and was and has, and as was his custom, he entered the synagogue on the Sabbath. And stood up to the rear to the read, and stood up to read. The scroll of the prophet Isaiah was handed to him. He unrolled the scroll and found the place where it was written. And found the place where it was written. 
the Spirit of the Lord is upon me, the Messiah, the Anointed One, and the Anointing, because he was anointed, because he was anointed, because he has anointed me to preach the gospel, to preach the good news to the poor. He was sent, he has sent me to announce release, pardon, forgiveness to the captive, and recovery of sight to the blind, to see, to set free those who are oppressed, downtrodden, bruised, cruised, crushed by tragedy, to proclaim the favorable year of the Lord, the day when salvation and the favor of God abound greatly. That's the 19th verse. Now, in other words, what Jesus is saying is that it has already repaired, he has already repaired the damage. Jesus has already repaired the damage, but he had to go through the necessary steps for it to manifest. In other words, he had to give his life, he had to sacrifice his life for our sins, for the atonement, for the grace of God, for God's favor, for healing, for mental health. It has already been repaired. Second Corinthians, the sixth chapter, one through 10, when we then, as workers together with him, beseech you, also that ye receive not the grace, grace of God in vain. For he said, I have heard thee in a time accepted, and in the day of salvation have I secured thee. Behold, now is the acceptable time. Behold, now is the acceptable day of salvation, giving no offense in anything that the ministry be not blamed. But in all things approving ourselves as the ministers of God, and much patience, in afflictions, in necessities, in distress, in strife, in imprisonment, in torments, in labors, in watching, in fast, in watchings, in fasting, by pureness, by knowledge, by long suffering, by kindness, by the Holy Ghost, by love unfeigned, by the word of truth, by the power of God, by the armor of righteousness on the right hand and on the left, by honor and dishonor, by evil report and good report, as deceivers and yet true, as unknown and yet well known, as dying and behold we live, as chastened and not killed, as sorrowful yet always rejoicing, as poor yet making many rich, as having nothing and yet possessing all things. Now, that sounds like Solomon in Ecclesiastics, the third chapter, when he spoke on certain things. Now, he got his wisdom from God. And Jesus was giving this wisdom to the Apostle Paul. And then at the latter part of the 10th ten, the verse, it says, as sorrowful, yet always, always rejoicing as poor, yet making many rich, as having nothing, and yet possessing all things. In other words, speak those things that, that 
be not as though they were. Now, what he's saying is that Jesus has repaired, has already repaired the damages. As sorrowful, yet always rejoicing, as poor, yet making many rich, as having nothing, and yet possessing all things. Because Jesus has already repaired the damage. First Peter. Second chapter, verse 24. 20 through 24. For what glory is it if when ye be buffeted for your faults, ye shall take, a, take it patiently. But if when ye do well and suffer for it, ye take it patiently. This is acceptable with God. For even hereunto where ye called, because Christ also suffered for us, leaving us an example that ye should follow his steps, who did no sin, neither was God found in his mouth, who, when he was reviled, reviled not again. When he suffered, he threatened not, but committed himself to him that judged righteousness, who his own self bear our sins, in his own body, on the tree that we, being dead to sins, should live unto righteousness, by whom stripes ye were healed. Now listen at this verse. The 21st verse. For even hereunto were ye called, because Christ also suffered for us, leaving us an example that ye should follow his steps. 22. Who did no sin, neither was God found in his mouth. 23, who, when he was reviled, reviled not again. When he suffered, he threatened not, but committed himself to him that judges righteously. Now, here's the thing. When he suffered, he threatened not. Now, when Peter cut off the soldier's ear, and Jesus put the ear back onto this man's head. See, see, Peter was threatening the soldier. But Jesus, as miraculous as he is, took the ear and put it back on the, the man's head. Because why? He threatened not. Now, he could, could he, even he said he could call legions of angels down from heaven to take care of his business or to fight for him, but he he knew his purpose. Peter knew the purpose, but he got into the flesh and cut off the man's ear. So Jesus, when he suffered, he threatened not, but committed himself to committed himself to him that judged righteously. Committed himself. Now here's the thing. You got people that can make you upset. You know they're doing you wrong. But hold your peace. Because vengeance is mine, said the Lord. Now I want to read to you in the book of Revelations, Revelations 22nd chapter 1 through 5. And he showed me a pure river of water of life. Clear as crystal proceeding out of the throne of God and of the Lamb. 
in the midst of the street, in the midst of the street of it, and on either side of the river was there the tree of life, which bare twelve manner of fruits, and yield her fruit every month. And the leaves of the tree were the were for the healing of the nation. Now, listen at that verse. And the leaves of the trees were for the healing of the nations. Now, we have herbs that's on the earth that can help us, that keeps us healthy. We have spices that helps us, that keeps us healthy. And the leaves of the tree were for the healing of the nation. And there shall be no more curse, but the throne of God and of the Lamb shall be in it. And his servants shall serve him, and they shall see his face, and his name shall be in their foreheads. And there shall be no no night there, and they need no candle, neither light of the sun, for the Lord God giveth them light, and they shall reign forever and ever. God is light. And the Bible says, let your light so shine that men will glorify God, which is in heaven. So we have lights. We don't have light. A huge light bulb, but our life can be a light to shine before men and they can glorify God, which is in heaven. Because why? They want to be a part of that light that's glowing. So we thank God for his word. We thank God for him, for Jesus, that he has already repaired the damage. And we must recognize that and believe it in our heart that the damage has been repaired already. And we know this because why? The word says it. And Jesus said it is finished. In other words, everything that is not like God is repairable. Everything that comes and attack you has already been repaired. The damages have already been repaired. Thank God for his word. We thank you for repairing the damage from day one when you died on the cross. In other words, every distraction in every unwanted situation, every sickness and disease has already been repaired because Jesus has already repaired the damage. And we must know this. And we magnify you for repairing the damage and we know that it is already done in our lives. We must walk into the promises of Jesus. We must walk into the likeness of him in order for us to know that it has already been repaired. Thank you, Father. Thank you for your word. We thank you for just being who you are. Thank you for dying on the cross. Thank you for your anointing because the anointing destroys the yoke. Every yoke and every unwanted situation Every sickness and disease, Jesus, you have already repaired it through the cross. And we thank you for repairing the damages. And we know that it is all 
in all of the power of the enemy. Amen. And we magnify you. And we forever will give you the praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Magnify God in this place. Thank God for his word. Thank God for having it already done. Everything is done. It's already done. Thank God. Amen and amen. Amen. Father, there is room for everyone to be blessed. Not only there is room for everyone to be blessed, but there is room for everyone to have salvation because it has already been done. You have already repaired the damages for us through you, your grace, and your mercy. Amen. And we thank you for that. And we magnify you For just being who you are, God. For just being who you are. Within me, bless his holy name. Amen. Amen. Shout out.
Praise Him. Praise Him. Praise Him. Praise Him. Praise Him. Jesus has already repaired the damage. It's been repaired. You've been restored. Amen. Praise Him. You have been restored to a good or sound condition. You have been restored. Jesus has already repaired the damages. Amen. Praise Him. Praise Him. Praise Him. Free! 